Good day and welcome to the Tech Central podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Robus, and I'm chuffed to say that we've got Dylan back from MySky Networks. Dylan and his brother Dean were on an episode a couple of months ago, and we are pleased to have him back in studio. Thanks for joining us, Dylan. I wish it was in studio. It's still virtual studio. How's it been? What's changed over the last couple of months that has kept you interested and kept you busy? How's it, Daniel? Yes, thank you. It's been a little bit crazy with the load shedding. I think that's been a little bit hard on my support team because obviously we do proactive monitoring of networks and they will go down, right? And once they come up, we've got to do cross-references to make sure that it actually did come up and so forth. So I think that's been a bit difficult, but I mean, on a positive note, business in general is starting to pick up a bit, which I think yeah. Is positive across the board, right? We're starting to see a bit more appetite, you know, on spending. Whereas, you know, during the hard lockdown and, and the last year or two, basically the guys were saying we want to put our budget on hold just until we understand where things are going. So I think those are the two biggest things, but at least it's looking positive. At least things are looking, uh, looking good. Now we're coming into November. I cannot believe that we're in November. And December, everybody tends to be going a little bit one gear down, doing more thinking and more reflection on the year. I imagine for my it's the other way around. Is this a fairly busy time for you guys? Yeah, it's kind of either or. So some guys are tending to, as you say, kind of wind down, mm-hmm. but there's certain companies who have to spend their budget within the financial year. And we find that we do actually have a fair amount of projects during this time or just finishing them off to get them done this year. Okay. Um, we also do event Wi-Fi. So, you know, now during this time, there's a fair amount of events as well. Okay. So we tend to be quite busy with that. So uh, overall, it probably does pick up a bit more for us during this time. So for people that don't know MySky, I've dived in because I know yourself and Dean and I've been watching your progress. Could you give us an elevator pitch for what you do for both the SME market and for events in a two-minute pitch? Sure. So if I start with the, the SME market, we are a, a managed services provider. All right. Okay. And what, what that means is we provide you with an IT service, the hardware, the software, and the support as a monthly fee. All right. So no capital outlay, no install fees, and no ongoing costs besides your monthly subscription fee. Okay. And what that allows us to do is give a customer a set fee per month for the contract term and provide everything as part of that okay and what forms part of that when i talk about the hardware and the software is we are networking and security focused so you know your networking would be your switches your network switches your wi-fi access points your security in terms of your firewall endpoint protection and we do that as a package all right so that is what we do on msp and then on event wi-fi we often do events specifically temporary events where people would want wi-fi for that event okay. uh, you know a pop-up scenario for example like a joburg day where they would say you know that is something that people would want they would want to have maybe a, a landing page with some okay. branding they might want to just allow people to do what they want uh, in terms of social media posting and sharing and all that without having to use their own data and then also if there was a requirement to collect information to say to the guys you know, if you would like to use a free Wi-Fi, you know, we might send you some promotional. Uh, 
Oh, that's amazing. So when we walk into the venue, when you see that there's Music Fest Wi-Fi available, that's actually my sky. That's what you guys go for. Yeah, correct. And, you know, a big part of that is also making sure it's compliant in terms of the guys can't get you certain things, bad things, right? You don't want your kids getting in the Wi-Fi and being able to do certain things. So we put firewalls down for that. We do smart policies to make sure that we utilize the bandwidth we have across everyone and no one hogs it. We often also do, as part of the Wi-Fi, you know, we also do the back of house. So we do the guys who are in production you know, the teams behind the scenes who need connectivity. Yes. We do that as well. So that would be a set. We segment the networks. So we keep that separate. And yes, and I mean, funny enough, we, we had a, um, a scenario where at the end of an event, we actually saw traffic increasing. And we were a bit confused because we were like saying, you know, people are starting to, to exit the venue. Oh, yes. And we found that it was all Uber traffic because guys were, were going out and getting on the Wi-Fi at the perimeter and ordering Ubers. So, you know, you know, quite, quite interesting there. And, mm. and secondly, we're also able to do location tracking. So we can see based on you, not, not even being on the Wi-Fi, just having Wi-Fi on your phone, we can see general patterns of traffic across the venue. And we can often advise the event organizers in terms of, you know, potentially gate one was really busy, but gate 10 was empty. You know, you might want to start putting a bit more signage there and just general patterns of traffic, which comes as quite a nice bit of information for guys to use. Wow. That is what was going through my mind. There is actually, it's a barometer for almost for the economy and for where we are. And now that we've got some restrictions being relaxed and we've got more open air events and more closed events, you know, my wife's a photographer. I can see that she's getting a little bit more busy. Thank the stars. And it's also talking around where people are spending money, where they're going. So this must be really interesting. It certainly breaks the the regular. Do you use your same team or do you have a specific team for event management and event short-term Wi-Fi's or do you pull off the existing team? No, we pull off the existing team. So we obviously have our operations team who actually do the physical install. It's quite a thing to be able to run, you know, temporary cabling, temporary yes. Wi-Fi access points and all that, as well as, you know, work around everyone else who's doing their own builds and stage building and so forth. And then we obviously got the tech team who sit behind the scenes, they configure everything, but they also monitor the network, yeah. you know, during the event to make sure everything's everything 100%. But no, it's, a, it's our same team. We just obviously plan accordingly around when it happens. It's actually typically after, you know, after hours in a sense of weekends. Yeah. So yeah, same team. That must be so interesting. It must be really cool because as an engineer, you get to go to all the events, you're listening to the music, you're making sure people have got access and you get to uh, comment on social media about how cool it is. That sounds like something, yeah, you must have people clamoring. Last question on this, and then I'm going to get back to the SME side, more your formal business side. Do you tender for this or do people come and say, listen, Maska, we've heard you do this. um, uh, uh, Can you quote us on this? uh, What's the buying cycle for an event Wi-Fi? So typically what happens is for a large event, a um, a sponsor will be allowed to provide broadband. Okay, so for example, okay. they might go to a Vodacom or MTN and say, guys, would you like to sponsor the broadband? Okay, that's the okay. internet. Now, obviously, broadband is one thing, okay, in the sense of I bring an internet pipe into the venue, but distributing that across the venue is a different story. 
Okay. So often we would work with ISPs around getting that internet access per se uh, across the venue through Wi-Fi. And then also it's just general word of mouth. Uh, you know, the event industry, everyone knows everyone, right? So, you know, if you do a good job at a certain event, it's required the next event. It just becomes a, a natural progression. Okay. Okay. So it's pretty informal. It's about who you know and who you've worked with. Any aspirant event that you would just love to host and, and be involved in? So we've done some really big ones. We've done uh, Joburg Day. We've done K-Day. Wow. We've done World Rallycross. That was about a year or two ago. Yeah, oh, that must really have been cool. awesome. That, and you got pit lane tickets. Yeah, so that's, it, was, it was really good. So, I mean, you know, in terms of ones we would like to do, we've done a lot of them. We've done Rocking the Daisies. So it's been really cool. But yeah, my, my guys really like to do them, actually, because, because we do the Wi-Fi everywhere. We are allowed to be everywhere, right? So we, they get these special bands, which makes them feel quite important. And then they walk around wherever they need to. So yeah, it's, it's a really cool, cool thing. I just want to say there's absolutely no benefit of being the podcast host if you don't say, next time they're tickets, I'm here, dude. I'm here rocking the daisies. Oh, that is so cool. Sure. You know, if we get back into where our everyday is, and the everyday is not events for me and you, are you seeing our customers facing big challenges at the moment while wrestling with this expand to work from anywhere and getting into a post-COVID kind of world? What are the challenges that you are seeing people facing today? So I think the, the big one is obviously the remote work. The ability to still have your guys work remotely, but have good connectivity, good Wi-Fi, and be able to get back onto your corporate network securely, right? Whether you're at home or working from a, a coffee shop. So I think that's been a, a big change. Yeah, we're still looking at the challenges of work from anywhere and securely, and that's not going to go away. I've seen some really interesting ways that people are just giving access and they're almost picking up security afterwards. Are you seeing any horror stories out there like that? Yeah, so I mean, we obviously do security. That's one of our big components of our solutions. And yeah, unfortunately, the reality is, is that, you know, there's always going to be people out there who are going to try and exploit vulnerabilities. And we've got to stay on top of our, our game to always be one step ahead of these guys. And as you increase the remote workforce, you know, you, you're obviously increasing your potential threats or hacks. And yeah, I mean, I think it's it's been spoken about quite a bit, but ransomware is massive at the moment. And you just got to be very careful about what you do. And that's where a managed service provider like MySCAR comes in and puts in the security in place for remote work, for office work, whatever is required, securing the hosting of your servers. And if you do it properly, you will be secure. And, and it's, you know, it's just a fundamental of sticking to what's right, making sure you are secure and keeping it simple. Uh, okay. I think a lot of the time, complexity does build a bit of vulnerability in your network. And yeah. often you'll find that as you grow your network, it gets a bit more complex. Okay. But what you want to try and do is bring it back down to its core and secure it there. And that's what, yeah. you know, one of our big components on. And also, you know, our insight into the world of IT is also crucial for the guys to keep them updated, you know, yeah. you know, advise them where to go, advise them what you should be doing now with trends. And that's part of our solution. So you allow them to focus on business and you'll look after the IT side. And that's exactly it. Okay. And when we were prepping, we were talking a lot about 
what are the benefits of having an MSP as opposed to trying to do it yourself. And you summed it up in the notes by saying they can focus on their business and know that a highly skilled Aruba partner is taking care of the IT network. What are some of the benefits that you see people taking advantage of when using MySky? Okay, so I think on a technical level, businesses are not tech uh, experts. You know, they do a certain thing, they sell a certain product, and that's what they want to focus on. So for us, I think the biggest value we give to the guys is that we take care of the network, okay, from start to finish. We provide it as a service to say, guys, we make sure your network's running and you do what you need to, okay? And the nice thing about the managed services is there's no gray areas. So, you know... It's a monthly fee. We provide the hardware. We provide the support. We keep spare equipment, you know, in case of failures. We do the patch management, the software updates, everything, which allows the customer to have some peace of mind to say, I'm taken care of. Okay. It's working. And as we grow, MassCard will grow with us and help us, you know, expand into the areas we need to, which is why SMEs are such a big portion of our customer base is because yeah. we grow with you know, it's you start with a with a let's say a smallish business, and as you grow, you've got to change your network, you've got to upgrade, you've got to do more and more things, which which allows us to grow. You know, with customer grow, we we advise them how to grow as we go along. Dylan, who is your customer, and who pays for the service? Are they two different actors in the organization, or are they usually the same person in this market? Yeah, so our customer is definitely the IT manager. Okay. Remember, as a managed services provider, we don't replace your IT team. Okay. There's always going to be a need for an on-site IT team who can do the day-to-day stuff, right? We complement the team. So, you know, on a day-to-day scenario with support and anything that needs to be done on a technical level, that would be the tech team who is at the company. Okay. Um, You know, on a business level, that would be obviously the finance guys. But, you know, once the contract signed, 90% 90% of the stuff is dealt with on a support level, on a tech team level, which is why support is such a big component of a managed service provider. Yeah. You know, that is your interface into the customer. And that's where the customer sees that they're getting the value. Okay. And the future of this, where does it go to? I mean, you've got this hybrid model where you've got an on-site IT team or an in-house IT team. You've got an MSP. Where do you see the future of MSP from a perspective of, the South African market? So I think MSP, I mean, MSP has been around now for a few years. When we started MySky, it was fairly new. It was in a new territory, but it's just grown from strength to strength. And what we found is that people are becoming more and more positive about a managed service in a sense of almost like renting the equipment with the service bundled onto it and the support. And I think from an industry, it's definitely moving that way. It's going that way in all aspects of IT. You know, on your server hosting, you just buy space and a CPU and RAM from Amazon Web Services or Google Cloud. And obviously now what MaskGuard does with the switches and the firewalls, et cetera. But I think even taking it one step above IT and the, the network per se is, I think society in general is more and more inclined to do a services model, okay? Because... I mean, I think it's easy to say in a sense, you know, since this whole COVID scenario, people don't 
want to be tied down. They want to be able to be nomadic, okay, and, and not be tied down to something. Now, if you purchase something, right, you're going to be tied down. If you buy a house, if you buy hardware, you're going to be tied to that, you know, if you were to say, listen, well, uh, you know, I want to move or whatever. And we've just seen it, and, you know, there's a few things. So, I mean, starting from your internet at home, right, your ISP gives you a router and an internet service. If you don't like it or you want to stop, you cancel, Okay. We've seen more and more people obviously renting homes as opposed to buying. Yeah. Some you yeah. cancel your rent and you move out. You could take that a step further where you start saying to guys, what about microwaves? What about fridges and stoves? You know, what about you? It's a service, provide it. And, and when you want to leave, they remove it. So it's just something that I think is becoming a natural thing in the human population. Even like Ubers, you know, you, you don't yeah. own a car. I, I know people who don't own a car that, you know, yeah. they work mostly from home. And if they want to go somewhere, they, uh, they Uber. Yeah. So it's, yeah. there was actually an interesting article back in 2016 where the World Economic Forum released predictions about eight things that they feel will be kind of the norm in 2030. And one of them was that you own nothing and you'll be happy, right? It's kind of saying that, Everything will be provided as a service. Everything will be provided as a rental model. And if you don't like it, you cancel. Yeah. And you're never bound into anything. You know, whether it's going to be, you know, you don't own anything. I don't know if it's going to be as extreme as that, but it's definitely going to be a trend towards that as we go on. Yeah. You know, I was having a look at just the size of the MSP market and the numbers vary. 354 billion by 2026. We're currently at $150 billion that is in MSP. So people are trusting it there. And I tend to think people are trusting MSP providers because they want to focus on their business and their core business is not IT services. So they are making that Dylan's problem. That must take a lot of pressure away from your customers. What does it mean for you as a CEO? How much do you carry? I'm just one person and without the Mascar team, it wouldn't be possible. And I think that is what makes a managed services provider is the team to be able to rely on everyone to do their part, to be able to make sure the customer is happy. So, you know, from my perspective, there's certain scenarios, yes, where I have to make certain decisions, but you can't start a company or, or do well in a company without the team pulling together. And that's, okay. I think that's where it's, it's crucial and important to have the right guys, the right skilled employees, highly skilled to be able to say you can offer this service and be comfortable that, you know, we are really good at what we do, okay. making customers really comfortable with choosing us. We spoke about that in the last episode and you spoke highly of the team and the managers and people around there. How do you keep good people in this market, which is really, you said nomadic, I'm saying fluid with regards to skills in that mid-tier layer, even to the operator layer? How do you keep people? What's your secret in your source? Well, I think to start off with, the industry we're in and the specific segment we're in, there isn't a hell of a lot of highly skilled, really good engineers. So when we do get one, we really focus on making their journey at MySky a good one, right? We want to make a culture and an environment at MySky that you want to come to work you want to wake up and come to work <laughs> whether it's you sit at your desk at home or come into the office you want okay. to do the best we have a very open policy around certifications okay. whatever the guys want to do we will do it for them we've never held them back 
around that. Sometimes, you know, the guys say there's a double-edged sword because the guys might use you as a stepping stone. You know, they get all their certifications and then they leave. But the reality is that if you build an environment that the guy really enjoys, they won't leave. And if they did leave, I'm under the impression that, you know, maybe you didn't deserve them. So you've really got an open understanding about that. And what we also try and do is build a culture as opposed to just a skilled environment. Yes, in a sense, you know, just yes. because you might be the most skilled engineer in a certain scenario, if you don't fit into the Moscow culture, um, it's just as important as being skilled. And we've found that, you know, building like a team that's almost like a family is far more important than actually being very, very skilled. Um, yeah. So that's what we do. And from the last few years of running Moscow, it's really worked. Yeah. And we feel that's what, you know, this will take us to the next level from strength to strength. I really like that. You know, if you create that environment where people are staying because of the family and a high-performing team and they're holding each other accountable, your management layer can be on leading rather than sorting out day-to-day issues. You know, the team can do that. You spoke about that last time as well, a lot of empowerment in there. And empowerment then allows people to treat their customers as you're treating them, which is well from all accounts. Yeah, if you treat your if we treat your employees right, they will treat your customers right. And that's the mentality you gotta have. I think that phrase was what if we train them and they leave? And the the other scenario was what if we don't train them and they stay? You know, and and that 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 was the the argument around it. But yes, that is key. If you've got a happy team, you've got happy customers. Dylan, how do you stay on top of everything? Uh, where do you keep abreast of the industry? Are you listening to any good podcasts or books at the moment? Yes. So I like to listen to audiobooks, you know, general podcasts in the industry, you know, new technology, new ideas, new, new thoughts. I do like to you know, also read biographies, you know, people who have done certain things that you can learn from. But yeah, just one or two that I'm currently listening to, the one's called Future Crimes. Okay. It's quite a nice quite a nice one around just the you know the general trend of where crime is going in a sense of online right and as it's kind of evolved and where it sits now and i mean obviously we know that it's not going to slow down so we've got to be there there's another one a bit off topic but it's called bad blood it's it's actually around that theranos <laughs> scenario with elizabeth holmes so that, yes. that's really i would highly recommend that but that's that's just talking more about a business but you know in terms of not really how to do it right yes <laughs> no hard. no no Oh, that's, yeah, but that's awesome. interesting. Yeah, really cool. And the last one I'm listening to is called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. It's just general information about business, you know, how to do certain things, how to not do certain things. So, yeah, those are just uh, awesome. Thank you. That's, that's great sharing, Dylan. Aruba plays a really important part in your services that you're offering as an MSP. What are they doing? for you as a channel, how did they assist you in your go-to-market and servicing your customers? So I think the first component is obviously we have the backing from Aruba from an account management perspective from marketing. We, we have marketing funds, which we use in conjunction with Aruba to do certain things. And obviously the ability to get you know, managed services pricing, which helps us then pass that on to the customer and make a very attractive package. We picked Aruba because we feel they are the leaders in the space that we are in on the networking side. We focused on them. We have really skilled engineers specifically dedicated to Aruba. 
And that's where we just see a really good relationship between Masky and Aruba to build, you know, on, on what we want to do in the future. Awesome. Any anticipated launches from their side that are going to benefit you and then your customer? Anything you know about coming down the line? There's always new enhancements coming to Aruba Central. So Aruba Central is the hosted cloud version of the single pane of glass to manage, monitor, and report on customers. And as Aruba grows, they add more and more features onto that, which Mm. is exciting. They've got a really good switching range. It's not brand new, but it's called the CX switching range, which is really good, really powerful. And they're continually growing that range. Um, So, you know, I think... uh, it's never going to stop. Obviously, they got to keep. They got to keep innovating. They got to keep doing it right. Um, yeah. But from from working with them for the last few years, they've always been on top of their game. And I think it's testament to Masca's success and Aruba's around focusing on a good vendor like Aruba and being loyal. And I think that goes a long way when it comes down to you know building a, a successful business. You know, anyone or any company can go and sell. 100 products and yeah. kind of be average average at them, right? But it takes quite a bit of dedication to be specific, be focused and stick to what you do. You know, there'll be often scenarios where there'll be that low-hanging fruit that you want to grab where it's something that you're actually not good at, right, as, mm-hmm. as a company. But because you offer a really good service, they say, well, you're probably good doing this. And it's, it's not. You know, if you do that, you might, um, well, you know you're not going to be as skilled as you should be and you can affect your actual overall reputation. So I think... You know, being focused, being niche is crucial in this game that we play in, and that's why we picked Aruba. I like that. Stay focused, even if there are short-term gains, is the note I've made here just for us. It must have been quite challenging to listen to this as a business owner over the last 18 months where a lot of people have had to pivot out of their comfort zones. But I think what you're saying is stay honest and true to what you do even if that takes some pain where it's sensible to do it so that you can stay on course. And I think there's wisdom there. But in spite of that focus and relentless focus you've got, you're doing event management, you're doing SME, MSP. Wow, there's lots of TLAs there. And you've got some interesting customers in your industries that you've got into. Tell me something we don't know. So I think one of them, which is quite interesting, is we do student residences, which, you know, it doesn't sound too in, in, in depth, but what you'll find is that, you know, a student res is where obviously, you know, students reside, but they also do online learning and stuff like that, you know, from the res. So it's a mix between actually where you live and where you actually study. Mm. And what you also find is students are quite smart. And they will try every, <laughs> everything in the book to try and get around you know, the policies we put in place and all that. So I think it's twofold. The first one is finding that middle ground where you allow certain things to be let through the network, but block others, right? Okay. And keeping in mind that it's also a place where they live. And then secondly, keeping the network secure because uh, you know, the guys will try everything. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's an interesting scenario and there probably are from what we've seen on network traffic, they're probably the most bandwidth hungry, you know, guys out there. Um, so. I have a teenager. It's getting <laughs> close. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that's quite interesting. We also do warehouse Wi-Fi for wow. you know, FMCGs. So that's also quite interesting because warehouse Wi-Fi is, is quite specific around the design. You know, you got to be careful around how you design that Wi-Fi network, you know, you know 
you got to build in scenarios where the racks are empty, the racks are full, you know, yes. what have they got yes. in the racks? And you've got to make sure that whatever they're using, and it's, it's typically scanners in your warehouses, that they are properly connected to the Wi-Fi, whether the environment is, is packed or not. You've got to think about moving objects like cranes. So, you know, it's quite interesting there. We provide that and the design we do is crucial. We, we normally have the APs coming from top down. Just because if you do it from side on, you've got obviously cranes coming past that can affect your Wi-Fi. So, you know, small things like that that yeah. affect it. You know, there's certain scenarios where in the warehouses, you know, the farmers would come and buy fresh produce. Okay. Yeah. And in those scenarios, you want to offer guest Wi-Fi networks. So we, we do that for the guy to be able to get on, you know, use the Wi-Fi to maybe make purchases and so forth. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean... Well, um, I'm just thinking about about the auctions, the cattle auctions. You think about those big numbers of people that are getting together with interesting things going on at the same time. Gee whiz, you guys get into some interesting. So for all the the listeners out there, if you have difficult needs for Wi-Fi and connectivity at your event or at your premises or whatever, give Dylan a call, challenge the guys. Challenge the guys, see if they can make it work with no drop zones. I'd like to see some of that. Now, that sounds brilliant, Dylan. And we were talking about the fast rush into December just as we started and imagining you thinking about the next year. What do you predict for MySky for the next 12 months? Where do you think it's going? So I feel the business confidence is increased. I think we're going to have a good next year. I think it's so crucial that as a country, being able to get through this, I understand certain industries really took strain and it's really sad, but I think moving forward, I'm really expecting a good year on, on business confidence. I think security is always going to be crucial. And I think, you know, whether it's just the next year or the next 10 years, it's, it's always evolving. And I think, you know, it's something that businesses need to take a bit more seriously because unfortunately, you know, there's no budget until you get hit by ransomware, then the budget seems to appear. And I think it just comes down to preempting that and, you know, making people aware that, listen, it, it is a reality and rather be safe and sorry and protect your network before it, it's too late. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just, that's always going to be a focus. And I think, that, you know, for the next year, definitely carrying on. And then, yes, I mean, obviously, as I said, the events are starting to open up and I see that becoming big. I think people are so tired of being cooped up that they just want to get out there. And um, yeah, I see that becoming quite big and a big positive for getting back to normal. That's so cool. Dylan, as we come to the end of this interview, is there any question you would have liked me to have asked you? I think a little bit off topic. I think mm. um, I, or as my sky, I think often, you know, we, we are in a, industry there it's, it's called a thankless industry right no one phones you and says <laughs> you know says well done your network's yeah. running well yeah. it's stable yeah. Yeah, it's fast yeah but when it goes wrong they phone you and they shut right and which is which is unfortunately life and it's just the industry we're in yeah and i would i think i just want to you know give a big shout out to my team because okay. We often have high-level chats like this around yeah. business and mask up, but we don't acknowledge the guys that are actually in the trenches every day mm-hmm. to be making this possible. And if I could get just one, one minute to just mention my guys, I know it's a bit of a topic, but I'd, I'd really like to give a big shout-out to, to my operations and sales and marketing team, specifically Jamie, Tanash, Jacob, Jethro, Christian, and Simone, keeping the business 
you know, going with all the new projects, making sure marketing is running nicely, that people know what's going on in MySky. And then from a support perspective, you know, these are the guys dealing with customers day in, day out, making them happy. And as I said earlier, you know, without support, providing the services that we sell, you know, we would be nowhere. And, you know, once again, another big shout out to to Dean, uh, CTO for managing the ship there. You know, Nolan, our support manager, who has to has to manage the the support team and and you know escalations, and then Dion, Nick, Bavin, and Ryan, who just you know on the front lines. So as I said, we're not a massive team; we're very focused, very niche. But you know, I just like to really give a, a shout out to the guys and, and thank them, and that allows us to keep going and and just hopefully go forward with great success. I think that anyone who understands that it's more about the team than themselves is on the right track already. Dylan, that's an outstanding way to segue this into the ending. I want to thank you for taking us again behind the curtain into my sky. To our audience members, if you are hosting an event, look no further. My sky can give you um, unparalleled access with a difference and with a smile. If you are looking at an MSP provider, give the guys a call. I can attest that everyone is like Dylan with the same attitude. Dean's a little bit scary because he understands all the techie stuff, so he'll use the big words. But uh, thank you for growing South African solutions for South Africans, Dylan. Good luck for coming to the end of the year. I hope it's a really busy time for you guys, and it just springboards you into next year, 2022, a year of difference, many twos in it, and can it take you to the next level? So you're fighting in the next weight group of an MSP. Just grow from strength to strength. From my side, Daniel Robus at the Tech Central Podcast. This has been awesome to catch up with Dylan. And I hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this or watching this, you have a magic day. Bye-bye.